What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warriors, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bye-bye. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Let's raise a quick glass, refill your drink there. Uh, have a little cheers to Fans First Sports Network for uh, bringing you uh, another episode. And uh, let's talk about the thing that everyone's talking about. The return Jinder of Jinder Mahal. So fucking great to see Jinder Mahal here. Jinder Mahal's title reign is largely discredited by many, and it was fantastic. It made AJ Styles. It made Randy Orton. Like, what were those names even until they faced gender? The Punjabi prison, you know? I'll honestly say he was about, as a heel, he does everything right. You can't, you know, you can't knock him. Like, I, I, I know he's a joke, but he knows his role well, and he plays it fucking perfectly. He's like Corbin. He's great as a bad guy. He's great to boot. And I think it speaks a lot that they put him in this spot. You know, like if he was a no, no, nothing didn't mean shit, you know, boot, you know, boring as fuck, you know, title holder, he wouldn't have been in this spot. But he can get a crowd pissed off. He can yeah. do his job fantastically. Yeah. I actually liked him as a champion more than Drew McIntyre, if we're going to go there. Uh, <laughs> I, I said it this when he won and lost and the title reign was a little suspect, a little lackluster. I said, if for nothing, being able to call him former champion and have that credibility for the rest of his career was worth doing. Especially at the time, they tried something. Because if we go back to remember, they had those six-pack challenge matches where everyone who went for the title opportunity, the heavyweight title opportunity, were mid-carters, and everyone who went for the U.S. title opportunity were main eventers. And Mm -hmm. They had this opportunity to do something different. They did. And what's the result? Something like this, where when you call out a former champion and it's Jinder Mahal, it's like, oh, you fuckers. But it's true because he's a former champion. And I Mm -hmm. love that about his title reign. If for nothing, this moment right now, perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's why you do stuff like that. Yeah. And he can, he comes up, he can put on a, a damn decent heel promo. He can work the crowd really fucking well. Like, I, when he came out, I was like, you know, I know damn well why you did this in the past. Why you put on a belt on him. I can see it. I get why you did it, and he's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he's a big fucking dude, too. He's huge. He's, he's, he's a big he, dude. Especially for what yeah, happened he, afterwards, eye to eye. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Jinder's a big fucking guy. He's a yeah. big fucking dude. He's also really funny. When I met him, yeah. he made me laugh a few times. Uh, oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, and then obviously The Rock comes out. I will say this, okay? So it's cool. Yeah, Rock is back. Apart from the fact Jesus that Christ. it's The Rock. You hate The Rock so much, dude. <laughs> no, I was just thinking the context <laughs> of the content. Literally his promo. Were you guys thrilled with his whole, like, Super America thing that was going on? 
I didn't feel like I, that. It's a little cheap and weird. They both missed that's, on the America angle. Right? It, yeah. I feel like that's just an old, like, we're going to do this. We're, like that. That's just an old played out wrestling trope that they, they, they really did here. I think it played off Mahal perfectly because Mahal always is going to come out an anti-American. So it's 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 easy pickings, you know. Yep. But they had they had a few opportunities there because <clears throat> as Rock off screen is a huge supporter of the troops, yeah. is incredibly honored to be an American, as he said. Jinder Mahal off screen, he's Canadian and Indian, so yeah. like it's there, right? So bring them together. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Jinder's lead up. Especially being in San Diego, huge military hub, 29 Palms right up the mm-hmm. street, right? Like, there's the opportunity to dig into America. He didn't dig deep enough for what Rock to say be as concentrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, yeah. the ties they had together with the national anthem, they didn't feel forced, but they felt disjointed. They yes. both did it. So it makes sense for them both do it, but it felt disjointed. Yeah. It was just too all over the place. And The Rock brings up Iron Sheik. And I don't think Jinder Mahal said Iron Sheik at all. So mm-hmm. maybe Jinder Mahal yeah. missed something as well. So that's it just felt disjointed. He brought up Iron Sheik. Yeah, he did. He, he did. Up. I missed it. Jinder Mahal actually given – like I knew what was happening because I didn't get to watch it till today. Jinder Mahal did brilliant work with what he was given because he also used a bunch of stuff. He told the crowd to shut your mouth. He even yeah. went, finally. Finally, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He was doing everything. Yeah, he was he was building it up. as like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, talking <laughs> about the Iron Sheik on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it the first time, but this, on the second rewatch, I heard all the things that he hit. I was like, son of a bitch. They yeah, do the dude might as well, but he might as well <laughs> said he was going to put your ass in the Pujambi Hotel. You know? <laughs> But Can like, you uh, smell the the vindaloo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so. I mean, so there was that. I did. I, I'm in a group chat with somebody who's uh, living in um, Ireland, and he had said that he found as excited as he was at the Rock's back, he found the entire segment to be entirely cringeworthy because of how off the America stuff was. He was like cringe. He says he didn't think it landed internationally as well as they think because it was super pro America. I think we're all past that. This not not that we're not can't be supportive of America, but this was such an old angle. I, I can get that, but I mean, in the grand scheme of you know people coming out and being the the ultra American, like I feel like the legends have to do it more than anything else because it's from yeah. a bygone era, and it's come on. John Cena came out and announced to a live show that we'd killed Osama bin Laden. And that was how a lot of people found out that Osama bin Laden had been killed. So there's cringier moments. You know how the other people found out bin Laden was killed? The Rock tweeted it right before Obama said it. I said Obama killed him in Osama. But you know know what I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, The Rock tweeted it right before Obama came out. So I mean, between The Rock and Cena, that's how America gets its news, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, again, so yeah, I mean, I, and it fits I with him, just, like you said, but oh, sorry, it fits with The Rock in general because he does do all the veteran stuff and he does stuff for the for he has entire veteran line of clothing. Uh, the Project, Project Rock, Rock stuff, Rock yeah, stuff. yeah. So I I do think it works for him. I just think that it went a bit long for that that being the whole point of it. You could have done a lot less, a lot more with less, I suppose. Yeah. Um, because you also don't need that. It was so heavy handed. It just didn't need to be. You know what I mean? 
freedom of speech and oh the, the bill of rights is protecting you and all this stuff. it's like fuck, dude i get it he said a bad yeah. thing about america he could have said the same exact he could have said a bad thing about wherever they were chicago yeah. or some shit san yeah. diego oh yeah they're in san diego yeah and, well that's and i agree with you i think i think you're right it just was too much it was too much on the front end, so it ended up being too much on the back end because it seemed like everything Jinder had to say, The Rock countered all those I points. Yep. Had they cut out two or three sections, yeah, 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 it probably it probably would have gotten to this a little bit easier. Yes. Yeah, but and then yeah, criticism aside, very cool. The Rock is back. Was fun to see him go back and forth with Jinder because they both are good at that. It just ran long for what it was, uh, and the whole thing was leading up to one line. I always like to mm-hmm. eat after I have an exciting night like this. Should I sit at, at the bar? Should I sit in a booth? Or should I sit at the head of the table? And then everyone just went, Bwah! Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, I mean, and that's what he said. Should I sit at the head of the table? And I was looking around. So uh, obviously the hint being the Roman thing. So now speculation's running wild. I'd like to think that since The Rock took away the main event from CM Punk in 2013, the Triple H called The Rock back and said, dude, that little <laughs> bitch is back. We can <laughs> fuck him again. Yes. And The Rock went, of course I'll fuck that little <laughs> bitch again. <laughs> dude, that's exactly how I saw it. Doubly oh. so, because somehow they got to figure out how to do it on two nights. <laughs> Yeah, yes. if I'm Triple H, I'm paying millions to bring in CM Punk to see if I could make him cry. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like when yeah. it's like when uh it's like when Trump bought brought um Pendulette back to the apprentice just to get him to the finals because he wrote a book about Trump. It was uh he was like, Oh, his his hair looks like cotton, piss colored cotton candy, right? After wow. so uh Pendulette does the apprentice and loses. Then he writes a book, says that thing about him, and then goes on The Apprentice again. And Trump gets him to the very end and goes, wait, you think I'd let you write that about me and not lose? You're fired. And I was like, man, that's cold-blooded and really fucking funny. And this is exactly exactly what Triple H is setting up to do because that's exactly how I booked it. I said, you know what? You open up WrestleMania with fucking CM Punk versus Seth Rollins because who's better in an opening match at WrestleMania than Seth Rollins? And then you close that Dude, not the opening. Know. You do it midway through the oh, fucking night. You do it. You, you do it. It's a piss break match. Dude, you put you put on CM Punk in the daylight. You put him on in yep. the daylight. You don't give him that nighttime with the lights flashing and fireworks you can actually see. Fuck no, man. You put him on when the sun's still out, and then you close that night with Rock Roman, and then you to put it all over Punk's face, you give Cody his moment over Randy on night two. Absolutely yep. perfect. That's the WrestleMania I want to see. No. Do you so then? So, I mean, so there's a lot of speculation about things that could happen, right? So now people are like, should Roman and Rock have the title? Does it need the title? We've talked about it before in episode one. I don't think it has to have it, but obviously it's bigger if it does have it. The problem with Roman's character is he's tied in from the very beginning of the storyline arc that having the championship makes him the head of the table. He's that's why that's why Jay couldn't win it off of him. Because you can't handle being head of the table. That's why I have this championship. This championship signifies X, Y, Z. And that's been built into his character for so long that it does muddy it if you try to say, well, now that he's lost, this guy could be head of the table. However, 
I do think there's still ways you can work through this, right? A lot of people are speculating that they do it in Australia, in Elimination Chamber before Mania, that that Rock takes the title off Roman. I don't know. I don't think it's terrible. I do understand it's not Mania, but when you're going international, they go real fucking big international, right? The Rock mm. winning a championship in Australia or Berlin or wherever the fuck they're going to be. I don't remember which one would be really fucking big. And Cody's story has nothing to do with who the champion is. It has everything to do with which championship it is. Cody can't win Seth's title. It's not the one. But Cody could beat the Rocket Mania after we've had yeah. Roman and the Rock. And that would be big because what's because the thing is, is, is if the because we've talked about it before with the Randy solution, whoever takes the title off Roman is just not Roman unless you're already a made man like a Randy and the fucking Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock can win it and still be the fucking Rock if he loses it two months later. He's still the fucking Rock. And if Cody yeah. wins, then he's the guy who beat the guy. You know what I mean? So yes. even if he doesn't take down Roman, he took down the guy who took down Roman. And that guy who took down Roman also happens to be Mount Rushmore level's great one. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's fucking terrifying because if Cody couldn't beat Roman, fuck, now I got to beat the Rock? You know what I mean? Yeah. How's that for a story? I've been I've been arguing with people on Twitter. I'm gonna put out an episode of the Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast, supertakespodcast.com, on this whole thing when it comes to Cody. Because I you took the words out of my mouth, brain, and heart and soul. Cody doesn't have to beat Roman at all. Cody's mm-hmm. entire story is about the title, it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with holding it. And Cody's character is not on the level of Roman's character. So if you take the title off of Roman and then you put the actual story as more important than the title, or I'm sorry, more important than the characters, then Cody's story with Randy is so long, so big, so depth that the title being a part of it makes sense. So that's why I love the Randy solution there. And I would love Rock and Roman to be a part of uh, the headlining. Rock doesn't need a title. Roman doesn't need a title. I, I Where I agree with you that Ro- uh, Roman has made his character about the title being the head of the table, that The Rock is the one who can tell Roman that's not how you become head of the table. You provide mm-hmm. for your family minus the title because it's not, you know, it, it, the object of family isn't about possessions. It's about affection, you know? Like, yeah. he's, he's forcing, you know... Uh, um, trophies upon the family as to look you know flashiness not depth not soul not heart not respect you know the way he's treated family in the past there's no positivity to who this chief is that now rock can come in here and show you hey we provide for our family we don't wag it in people's faces however they want to tell the story well and they they have a built-in story yeah yeah exactly and they have a built-in story of like who's arguably put up more for their family you could just show the billions of dollars that rocks brought in through his, through his media endeavors, you know, through he's multiple years in a row, been the highest paid person in Hollywood. Who's, who's bringing in more. If we want to just talk dollar for dollar than the rock is arguably for, for, to that like storyline to his family and to the WWE. He's still one Mm -hmm. of us. Right. Go ahead. And the people at large, like he, you know, he's head of the table for, everything yeah you might be the universe universal champ 
but I'm still the people's champ. Mm-hmm. And that holds a lot more that's weight. Yep. Damn, that's a good line. Yeah. Dude, also, I thought of another bumps he had. Yeah, that, that was a little cool. That, no, that those are muscles. Was... <laughs> he's got so many muscles, he's got little muscles. <laughs> he's got little I, forearm muscles. I, I go pro. I just yeah. <laughs> I just love seeing stuff like that. Just like the um the Jojo. Oh not Jojo, apologies. Uh shouts to Jojo, she's awesome. But um Samantha, uh, Samantha yeah, her reaction when the rock's music hit. Like she jumped knowing, out of a chair, dude. Yes, knowing that these performers and artists and people on TV are still fans. Mm-hmm. You know, could just be addicted to the electricity, but he also feels it like the actual atmosphere for him to feel it that way. Fuck, yeah. man. I I love every second of that. Oh, yeah. No, I thought of another better thing we could do with punk, too. Oh, yes. So Damien Priest still has the money in the bank. Yeah. Have, open open the show, win it, fucking cash in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has that belt, belt for less than a second. Even better. As soon as the bell rings, right before they oh. grapple, Judgment Day jumps in and beats the shit out of Punk. <laughs> Damien Priest from behind hits Seth Rollins with the briefcase, oh. cashes in. Match doesn't even happen. <laughs> even He's better, at the punk Rumble... Now. Punk gets eliminated, tears his ACL, breaks his ankle, doesn't make it to Mania, ends up retiring. Shits himself. The rest of it never happens. The rest of it never happens. I didn't want to ask for too much. I didn't want to ask for too much. Falls out of the ring, shit stain on the ground. Like, oh no. Shits his pants. He is. from Hellmatch just shit on the (laughs) He is one of the most notable pants shitters. Man. I, it's I, cool to see him back. Yeah, well, let's see what he does. But uh, yeah, I think that Rock back is fucking sick, dude. It's and I think that you can do a lot. And a lot of people are speculating this has to be Mania. There's no bigger match in the world than Rock versus Roman. And you're like, yeah, yeah. But I think we are undercutting how big some of these guys are have been and are with Roman being away for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's people notice, but I think the same amount of people will show up at a at a Berlin or an Australia or a Rumble or anything like that to get this done. And I do think that the Rock versus Cody could be a massive main event. Oh, yeah. and Mania Mania's already sold out. So they yeah. don't they don't need more tickets sold for Mania. So it's a great point of saying that it can go somewhere else. It could. And I get it. I mean, the argument's always going to be, but you want the biggest thing on the biggest platform, the biggest ever, and Roman and Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been talking about Roman and Rock for four years. I get it. I just think that there's a lot of options here, and I don't think any of them fail. You know? And I think if the Rock's willing to come out and play for a while, get the most out of it. Give him a championship reign. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want him to go to Mania, because that's the other thing, is a lot of people are saying, too, that... They believe if it's Rock versus Roman at Mania, if that's their match, Roman's winning. I agree too. But if it's the Rock and Roman somewhere else, I don't know. Because they might be trying to get the Rock in the main event with a title. Because that's bigger than Roman winning again, 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 again. Mm-hmm. Did it ever feel bigger that Brock had the title? Yeah. Minus the unification one? It did feel bigger to you? It always yeah, felt time. pointless to me. I, I really didn't think so. It's but, because the Brock's character like feeds off gold. Just, yeah. So if he didn't want the title, then something's wrong with that title. It like yeah. solidifies the dominance that he yep. has the gold. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. 
Um, I just, I love, and we talk about it all the time, the stories, right? The story they can tell specifically that the title doesn't matter as much as Tribal Chief does for as deep as the Tribal Chief character was a year or so ago. Like, I would love to just hear that story and have this title mean something to someone else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I was even saying the problem with Seth's titles, it doesn't mean anything at all. It's yeah. a title he won in a tournament because no one was good enough to beat The Rock. And that's a shitty reason to have a title. That's why I keep saying you got to put it on a Sammy or a Jey Uso. Arguably a Drew could make sense, but I don't think it would be as impactful as a Sammy or a, or a Jay because those are two dudes who've never had a heavyweight or a world title. These are guys yeah. who have never been the guys who would ever have them. You know what I mean? These were the guys who should have never shown up to begin with. You know, Jay was always going to be a tag team player. He was never going to be a singles guy. Sammy was never supposed to make it to WWE. He was, he was an idiot who couldn't talk and just did flips. And now he's in the argument of should he be the one to take this title off of? I mean, he was in the argument should he take the title off Roman? You know what I mean? Like he's he's brought himself up to this level where I think that it would mean so much to a Sammy to hold that title that by keeping it on a Seth, it just continues to be this consolation title, and it's not going to mean anything until someone gives it meaning. And right now, the only meaning it has is Triple H gave me this because I'm a hard worker. Yeah, you are. There's a lot of hard workers and yeah, you deserve to be a champion, but I'd like him to be a champion of a title that means something. And he can't yeah. bring meaning to a championship strictly because in the most unfortunate way, he's held every single championship and didn't bring meaning to them other than I'm going to be a fighting champion. You know what I mean? I, I give you that. And I agree. I think one of the biggest problems though, is that the biggest star on the show isn't the champion. Yes. Yeah. If that's the raw title, and Cody doesn't have it, there's a problem with Seth having it because it's on Raw, and Cody's your biggest Raw star. And Cody doesn't yeah. want it. Right. It's like I just said right. about Brock. Yeah. You just said, yeah. what well, does Brock having the title mean something? Yeah, because he wants it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it devalues the title by having your champion. Just like, and look, that was, I can say whatever I want about Cody, but in, in actual makes sense on TV, that was my biggest problem with Cody being the captain of War Games. Your champion is in there. Your champion yeah. is the captain because they're the best because they're the fucking champion. But yeah. if Cody's the captain, that's a bigger problem because it devalues your champion. That championship needs to get off Seth for both the sake of the championship and the sake of Seth. Because the longer Seth holds it, the worse he looks holding it. Yeah. And that's a weird yes. thing to be because someone needs to have that title mean something. And then him getting it back can start to rebuild a new meaning, right? Could even turn him heel. If he takes the title off of a Sammy after Sammy finally got his moment. Boo. You know what I mean? Like I just, as it stands, it's, it's nothing. Um, but yeah, if it's not Randy, I think the rock and I do my, I know everyone says it's gotta be Roman in the main event of WrestleMania. I just, and I even position this question as somebody who's quite in the know. And they said, um, cause the Randy thing, I was like, that could solve it. And it could make sense. And they said, well, it doesn't, it doesn't not work, but just feels like from a business sense, You'd be crazy not to put Roman in WrestleMania. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but I also see the Roman is not booked on a lot of sold out shows. And I think we're undermining how popular everyone is right now. That's that probably the two biggest takeaways from the Survivor Series. Roman not being there, it being an awesome show and LA Knight maintaining his popularity on Friday. 
the yeah. both of them not being on that show, it'd be completely sold out for SmackDown and and Survivor Series that weekend in the same building. So yeah, yeah I think I think they completely and they're smart enough. They're smart enough to know what fucking business sense is. So yeah. I'm not saying who told you that is wrong, but when you look at it, like I said, Mania's already sold out. How many more dollars can Roman bring at that point? It's already sold out for two nights. Yes, you can sell more merch, but it's not like people are going to leave because Roman's not in the main event. They're going to build yeah. that main event. They always do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that even if you got Rock for a bit, and I mean, Rock's schedule is so tough to work around. Theoretically, like I said before, like you could take this title off of Roman here. You could keep him off TV from Rumble to Rumble or Elimination Chamber to Rumble. Have him come back, have him challenge Punk, have him take that title off Punk, and maybe even have Rock come back towards the end of the year. And now you get Rock versus Roman next year in the main event, where now Rock Roman's got a different title, and the Rock's coming back to see if he can do it again. And this time Roman gets his one, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just it, what's cool is that you can do a bunch with it, and I think a lot of people are really hyper focused on getting what they want. And I keep thinking about a lot of options that I feel like work, you know. Yeah, uh, broadcast podcast coming through saying what's up, gentlemen. Cheers to the broadcast. Cheers, cheers down under. <laughs> Are they from Australia? Yeah, I, Getting yeah, ready but, for elimination chamber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious, man. Because uh, uh, I, I didn't think it that way too. I, I agree with you about thinking about what you want. I mean, we all tend to do that. Rock versus Cody just doesn't sound right to me but as you explain it it does make sense too because even even like randy randy hasn't been around for 18 months but if he beats roman tomorrow and then loses to cody the following month his out of ring time makes sense to lose his history you know makes sense to lose it's just their prestige also of beating roman makes sense to win and that's yeah. such a unique opportunity for both to have for sure yeah it's crazy um dude realistically the rest of the show Dana and Zoe, Tegan and Natalia, Drew and Seth again. Uh, it was all it was all just the rest of the show. It felt like they had time to kill, right? The one thing I have, unless there was something about either of those matches you really want to talk about, the only thing I had really that I thought we could just touch ground on is the fucking money in the bank has got to stop getting cucked. That's the only thing I was going to say about that final match. Yeah. You have to stop pretending you're cashing in. You have to stop getting thwarted in your cash-in. Everyone's getting fucked out of their cash-ins. It happened to Theory last year. It happened so to many Miz times. the year before. It's just it, It's been over eight years, because someone did math it out, since the winner of it went on to win the championship one-on-one, -on -one, fairly, whatever. It's been like eight years since this thing's had any kind of value to it. And if they do it again, all, Austin Theory's entire run, was getting cucked out of the championship and then cashing in on the United States and then losing that one too. Yep. Priest having it, he cannot continuously go out there say, I'm cashing in and having anyone else come out there and say, no, you're not. Yep. That, that money in the bank is getting so worthless. Yep. Yep. This used to I be agree. a star maker. Cause it's like, you have to build a stable around you and Damian Priest has one. But you have yes. to build a stable around you to be able to cash in. And it's, yeah, I agree with you, man. I, and as much as, you know, the dislike we have for Drew and what he brings, I loved his defense. You know, he claimed more as Priest from being able to, to cash in. But this particular match, to your point, 
what is it building? How are we feeling? What was it like? They had a solid match. I love the um the over rotation by Drew, but it also makes him look stupid as a heel yeah. to not pay attention to where Seth's foot is on the rope. But to then have him lose that match to the cash in and have to chase Damian Priest and then even beat Damian Priest and then have Seth get his all like all that can still happen. You know, take the chance, let it happen. But we saw it ever since Priest had the title, whether he was fucking over Finn Balor on accident or on purpose, we don't know. To them being a cohesive unit, to Priest not being able to cash in multiple times, yeah, it's 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 getting too clunky, man. It's getting too clunky. Dude, I hate when someone else is doing it because their thing is this is like, because I mean, it was the problem with Charlotte's story. Why do you care? Who's the champion? Yeah. You're going to get your title shot. And if you're the best, you're going to win it. If you're a good guy doing it, it makes no fucking sense. The fact that Drew's kind of a bad guy right now. You've also lost to Seth like three times. Fucking go ahead. Let Damien take it. Because then you right. can fucking take on Damien. You know what I mean? Do you not think you could be Damien? You know what I mean? Like that's what it boils down to is when I see these people stop the cash in. I go, oh, they think that they're not as good as that person. It never comes what, off as there. Yeah, go ahead. After what we saw, do you think Priest can beat uh, um, Drew McIntyre? Because McIntyre claymores him. He doesn't show up the rest of the match to try to cash in, yet Seth Rollins can kick out of a claymore. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, Seth Rollins is up on two, but Damian Priest is out for three minutes. He has no credibility yeah. in the match. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's bad storytelling. It's bad, and it's devaluing the fucking money in the bank again. Dude, it's just so exhausting to see someone win the money in the bank and think this will be great for them. And at this point, it doesn't feel that way. I would rather see Finn and Priest lose the undisputed tag titles on some bullshit. Priest cash cash in to win those titles back right afterwards because it's mm -hmm. different and it's something to show utility and and uh, seizing the opportunity. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to this, when they go to cash in and miss, like you said, it devalues it. It makes them look stupid. You have all backstage all night to plan out, all week to plan out when you're going to cash in. And the second you do it, Oh, I get kicked in the face. Oh, I get punched by a crowd member. Like, it's just so, yeah. It's ridiculous, dude. It's stupid. It's stupid what they're doing the Money in the Bank. Uh, so I'm pretty much over the Money in the Bank at this point. And now whenever when someone comes out with it, I just go, it's stupid. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think it's stupid already because I know they're they're getting away from it. I mean, you never see him come out and think, this is when he cashes in. You go, oh, how are they going to fuck him now? Yeah. And they do. And you go, Whereas oh, it yeah. used to be like, He's coming out. He's taking it. It's it, yeah. It's a holy shit moment. And now it's not like it, it'd be cool if we went back to it being simple. It's taking stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent clump. Uh, I didn't have anything else I really want to talk about. If you guys want to have last call, I'm cool. Last call. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming through. Tell people where they can find you. At TW Takes Podcast on X slash Twitter, TWTakesPodcast.com, and all your audio platforms, Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. And uh, Clump, you uh, still looming in the shadows? No one could find you because you don't want it that way? Off I'm thinking about starting to sell farts in jars. So when I get that up and running, I'll like give you guys a heads up. Like I, I hear about people selling farts in jars, but like yeah. it, it seems to be people like, come on, a 120-pound woman. You know, selling a fart in a jar, that's not going to be much of a fart. Let me show you what a fart in a jar is going to be. I'll give mm -hmm. you farts in like 10 gallon drums. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll call them. We'll call them clump charts. Yeah. And we'll work on a on a logo. Yeah. Yeah. This could be good. It might actually work. Yeah. It's gonna take off. It'll burst out of the scene. It will. What I'm excited for is when you <laughs> open up the jar, it's gonna sound like a big rig relieving brake pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you open up one of those nitro coffees. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start an OnlyFans. It'll happen. Only jarts. Only jarts. You can put yeah. a fart and the underwear you farted through in the jar. Sell it for like yeah. 100 bucks a jar. Ooh. Dude, how fast do you think he can work? If he's farting in them into the jar, how is he supposed to get them back in the jar at the same time without releasing the fart? Clump's not that fast. Yeah, but he's talented. And I don't underestimate his talent. You just think speed isn't what we're going for. I didn't say it to be wearing the underwear. He can put the underwear over the yeah, jar. Put it in the jar. Through the like, underwear, and then just stuff it yeah. in. Yeah. I've worn the underwear all day. They've already had plenty of time to ruminate. <laughs> Put them in that damn bucket, that like Home Depot bucket. Fire one off. Close it up. Yeah. So it's like, I don't have a pair of underwear I haven't shit in and farted up a storm in by the time I'm ready to shit in a jar. <laughs> My underwear I'll even like market them based on flavors. I'll put like Korean <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. Korean barbecue. Extra ketchup. <laughs> Double ranch. <laughs> Double. Come on. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm Marsh. Uh, you can Venmo me at Ref Marsh. You can find us at WrestlingOnTheRocks.com. You also find us right here at Fans First Sports Network. And cheers to them for putting us on again. If I didn't say it enough. Uh, outside of that, we're gonna have a brand new episode one right here in the Dive Bar in the AWC tomorrow night with Miss Amanda Jane and Digi as they talk about probably the Banner episode of Dynamite tonight with with headlining, game-changing signings that they have every week. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> You're lucky your co-host, like, I'm the only one that's remotely close enough to strike you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. We might actually have to make those mad t-shirts that I originally gave you when you were covering AEW uh, for the sticker. I might have to actually just make those shirts because now it's, like, real. Like, I did it as a joke. I was like, oh, look, I'm going to make it like AEW logo. It's going to say meh. I was like, because <laughs> Clump likes it and we don't. And now that Clump doesn't like it, it's actually real. Yeah. Like, we willed it. <laughs> yeah. Guys, that's Let's Call. Cheers. <laughs> Producer Lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I in subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink.